Hello, and welcome to another episode of Stressed, Depressed, and Anxious with your host, Local Neighborhood Baby. So today we have an extra special uh, episode planned because we have an extra special guest. And her name is Dina. Her podcast is called So This Is Me Trying, and boy, did she succeed. And if you haven't heard of her podcast, please go ahead and give it a listen. Um, She is amazing. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hello. Hi. Thanks Hello. so much for joining. Yeah, so thanks for having me. This is You're... really exciting. <laughs> no, it is. This is actually my first collab. Really? So, oh my gosh, you so are the honored first guest yeah. for sure. <laughs> Dina, Dina, is that how they pronounce your name? Dina? Yes, Dina. Okay, awesome. I go by local neighborhood baby. Nice. So. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the truth. It's just the absolute truth. That's awesome. Um, but I'm excited to be collabing with you. And I'm also excited to be talking about one of the things that affects my life so much, which is anxiety. I feel like yes. it's just crippling. But I want to yeah. hear more about how it affects you. Yes. Because um, I'm super interested. Yeah, I am. Um... So yeah, I uh, I have probably been dealing with like some form of anxiety pretty much my whole life, um, far back as I can remember. Yeah, I mean, and it's like it used to be like dumb stuff. Like when I was younger, like and it always used to come on at night. Like I'd be fine all day long. Like living, oh my god, that's yeah, the worst living life. Yeah, and then like at nighttime, especially like at the like the earliest I can remember is probably somewhere between like seven, eight, nine. But like I just all of a sudden started to really, really bad anxiety attacks at night. And it would be like over dumb stuff. Like I all of a sudden like <laughs> um I lived in a very metropolitan area and that we had like a lot of planes fly over. So, what state? Like, uh Virginia. Okay. <laughs> um and so, like, every time a plane would fly over, I would immediately think the plane's going to fall on my house. Oh, my and God. Like, yeah. So, like, and then then it would turn into, so, so then I would get over that, and then it would turn into, like, someone's going to break into my house at night. So, I'd stay up all night long, afraid that if I fell asleep, someone's going to break into my house. <gasps> oh, um, my God. And then it just, like, then it just kind of really started to, it went from, like, being, like, weird kind of, like, kids, kid. Irrational kids, fears. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then it kind of turned that's and then it kind of turned in like more internal like then it was like oh my god I, I'm, I can't breathe I'm not breathing oh and, that's the worst <laughs> yeah that's what I deal with I yeah. completely understand that I feel like um, I actually when I was a kid I can't say that I really felt like you know the the full maybe I just didn't understand you know what anxiety was yeah I probably felt it anxiety but I just didn't fully understand what it was so it wasn't to that level wasn't I wasn't on your level (laughs) (laughs) yeah I probably should have been medicated like a way 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 long time ago but isn't that funny how long it takes to find the word to kind of put to your feelings yeah it's just crazy yeah but yeah it's it's been like and like I said it's always been like even going into like present day like my anxiety always is changing and evolving like it's so weird like oh my god I'll have one thing and I'll be fixated on that for like the longest time and that'll Mm -hmm. be like my trigger or my go-to and then and then I'll just all of a sudden I'll just kind of snap out of that and then like something else kind of manifests and now now you know I think I'm having strokes or I'm yeah you know like it's just it's ridiculous (laughs) oh my god that that google search the webmd search like am I having a stroke yeah it's like yes Yes. you are (laughs) yeah Yeah, you totally are (laughs) no I I completely understand that I feel like once it started to become more physical I feel like that's when it became like super crippling you know what I mean because I remember having my first anxiety attack and people just don't get it I feel like it it definitely is like you're having a heart attack have you ever had an anxiety attack yeah oh oh yeah like I've had uh like full-blown panic attacks like in the middle of stores like I mean I actually like I actually had one last weekend believe it or not like so bad that I 
had to like actually go and sit down. I was at like a, it's called at home. It's like this big, glorious, you know, decorative, you know, um, home decor place. And I'm like, you know, in my glory, they've got all the Halloween and fall stuff out. And I'm just like, oh, this is so awesome. And mm-hmm. and then just all of a sudden out of the blue, like I had like a weird pain in my chest. And before you know it, I was like full blown panic attack to the point where it was like I had to sit down because I could tell other people were looking at me like, oh, my God, is she okay? And like that is the worst. Yeah. And it's just like out of the blue. Like, like I said, Avi, you know, you'll be perfectly fine. And all it takes is one little hair trigger. Oh, my God. That's so that's like the most frustrating part of it, because I remember when I just kept having, you know, panic attacks, anxiety attacks. And I finally was like, okay, I literally can't live like this. So I, you know, decided to go to therapy. Yeah. And I I remember my first session, I was like, I just don't understand what's happening. Like, I'm perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong. There'll be nothing wrong going on. There's no reason for me to be anxious. I'll just be at work. I'll just be, you know, living my normal yeah. life. Yeah. And then I'll just all of a sudden feel like I can't breathe and they don't understand. I was so frustrated. Yeah. And I remember my therapist was like, well, I want you to do the homework of everything. Every single time this happens, try to figure out what the common denominator is. Yeah. And it took weeks, but I finally figured it out that my trigger was whenever I feel like I'm somewhere where you can't just like get up and go. So it's like, it has to be like, you're in a car. So you can't just like open the door and leave. Or I'd be like in a movie theater. I can't just, you know, walk out for no reason. Like any situation like that where I can't leave just like without it being weird or like awkward yeah then I start to like get triggered and it's like my mind is like like I just don't understand but it's it's fascinating how the human mind works like it really really is and like (laughs) I've done like it's it's so crazy because like I um I recently actually last year finally got so bad that I had to go I had to have therapy um and I couldn't understand then because like I was fine for such a long I was also pregnant but like so that that contributed a lot like I had a lot of anxiety oh my god that's my worst fear and like I just was so worried about the baby and like we didn't start off on the on the right foot I had kind of had like an initial scare in the very beginning they thought like I was a topic and I was in the ER and it was terrifying oh my god and so like that obviously like that was a traumatic incident that happened right off the bat from my pregnancy so So you're like anxiety the whole yeah I mean it, it was so bad that like I started to like I I just started to like really spiral like I hadn't been that bad ever that I can recall but I just remember like driving into work and just like being profusely crying it's like if I don't get help like I'm afraid like I'm afraid for myself I don't know if I'm going to be able to go on like this or feeling like this or -hmm. just kind of feeling I just felt very out of control like I could not get it under control so, um, of course, like, you know, I, I went to my doctor at the time and of course they throw pills at you and they're like, here, take this. And I'm of like, course. Oh, okay, you know, I'm not carrying another child, human being inside me, like, you know, <laughs> and so I was like, all right, let, I was like, can I just get a referral for a therapist? Like, I don't think I want to go on medication because I've gone this far in my life. I'm 34 years old. I've gone this far in my life without having to be medicated. And I've had some really effed up anxiety and like yeah. a lot of it I can understand because of my childhood and crap that I've gone through and and you know traumatic things that have happened but I was just like I don't think that that's gonna help me. help me like because if I don't I need to the tools like all you're doing is just throwing medication at me and that's just gonna mask it it's not gonna help me right um so I found the right therapist and luckily like she was wonderful we we were a perfect match I couldn't have asked for a better therapist um and she really helped me get through the rest of my (laughs) pregnancy thank Um, god really don't think that if it wasn't for her yeah because I just was like I don't know if I can do this like it was it was just so bad um and then I was just so afraid of like postpartum and like how am I going to be postpartum am I going to spiral then am I going to be in a bad am I going to go into depression or am I you know what I mean like you hear all these yeah. stories about postpartum and 
And I just was so afraid. Like, and it, and the thing, the kicker was, is that it wasn't my first child. It was my oh, first child. My first child. <laughs> the whole time I, you're I telling this right story, through. I'm thinking like, like yeah. oh, it's your first child. <laughs> no. Yeah. But I mean, I do have a really significant gap between my first child and my second child just because of life circumstances. Mm-hmm. And it took us a really, really long time to get pregnant. Sidebar. But anyway, like, <laughs> just. Um... How many years? How many years? <laughs> so, just out of curiosity. It took us like almost two years to get pregnant, like to conceive. Like it took us a really long time. It was, and it got to the point where we were like, "Well, I guess this is not going to happen." You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so that already that already kicks up the anxiety, and then you have the traumatic, you know, event initially, yeah, and like, exactly, oh, no, that's like the worst combo. Yeah. So yeah, I was like already on the wrong foot with, <laughs> like, but. I got through it. Thank goodness for therapy. Like anybody who's listening to this, if you please, there's no cliche. There's no stigma. Like, please talk to somebody because you have no idea how much better you're going to feel when you finally just word vomit and you get it all out. And someone looks at you and is like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. (laughs) Like you're not, you know, like here I am. Am I telling myself I'm crazy? Something's wrong with me. You know what? Let's talk about that for a second, because that was the hard part. I remember even, you know, when you, I ended up in the emergency room too. And when they initially offered me medication, that was like, the main reason for me saying no was just that I felt like you know I'm not a fucking crazy person like I don't yeah pills or anything like that and yeah it was the same feeling towards therapy and even when I started going I was really down on myself because I was like wow like I literally need therapy to function like all those negative thoughts yeah but actually it was so helpful like you said it was like a lifesaver and again yeah yeah, if anybody's listening and you know you're thinking oh I don't want to do that or I don't feel like therapy is you know right for me it's gonna yeah or even if you're like just really you know like I had never really gone deep into my my depression like I've always struggled with some form of depression but I've always been able to snap myself out of it I've never um you know and a lot of it felt like it was circumstantial type of depression you know like well I'm sad because xyz I'm sad because well, you know, my life went to shit or, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Just circumstantial stuff that I was always able to really mentally kind of pull myself out of and be like, okay, but anxiety was not one of those things. Like (laughs) I had more control over depression than I did. Well, depression, honestly, depression is a very weird thing. Like not just like Mm -hmm. sadness, but like clinical depression is a weird thing because what it really does, if you've ever been through it is, or if you haven't, is that it, it numbs you completely. So you actually can't feel anything like in the true throes of depression. Like you just can't feel anything. You're just completely numb. You're like a ghost in your own life. You're walking around and you're just like a zombie, but that actually, I sometimes, and it's really weird. It's like, and I've seen a lot of people and heard a lot of people say that oddly enough, when you get out of depression, sometimes you end up missing the feeling of not actually feeling anything, right? It's really weird. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's almost comforting because you have to, I feel like people don't realize that anxiety and depression and all that, both those things are actually, you know, responses that your mind yeah. has yes. to protect you. It's trying to protect exactly. you. So and that's yeah, yeah. And that's what my therapist called it. It's called um fight or flight yeah so you're you're and and then sometimes like I said it's just it could be just a hair trigger like that just last weekend when I was at the store and I had a pain in my chest you know a a slight tingle in my chest and my mind went you're having a heart attack yep and that's all it took that is (laughs) all all it it takes and like my whole body and I don't know how you feel when you're going through your anxiety and I I've only had a one other person that has kind of mirrored me in terms of anxiety and what that looks like or what that feels like internally but when it happens my I have what they call um disassociation so and I was clinically Uh you know that was actually a therapist who you know studied me and said that's the type of anxiety that you have and most of the time disassociation stems from real trauma yeah which makes sense like my parents love them to death, but they never made, didn't make the right decision. Yeah. In life. And both, both of, you know, both I'm of right them, there with you. You know, <laughs> you know, 
well, both of them like to drink and both of them were very oh. verbally confrontational when they would drink. Um, so, you know, that makes a lot of sense. That caused a lot of like PTSD for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, so I have disassociation anxiety. So when I get really bad, I almost don't feel like I'm, I'm actually me. there. Like, I feel like I, <laughs> I don't know. It's such a weird thought process, but I feel like I've died. It's like, you know what I mean? Like I'm a ghost. Yeah. And nobody can see me and I'm, I'm really dead. It's, it's like this weird, like not almost out of body kind of feeling of like, I'm not here. Like something's wrong with like, you know what no, I mean? It's, mine, it's so mine is like describe. I'm floating away. I remember the yes. first time I felt that feeling. It was terrifying. It was literally like yes. I was in a car. And I, I started having that feeling and I literally felt like I was floating away. Like I was losing even like the ability to like think. I was just like, oh yeah. my God, I'm like, I'm disappearing. And yeah. it was, it's, it's such a weird feeling. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, and that's just your mind's response to, it's like, like you said, your, your mind is trying, you're trying to protect yourself. So your mind, you're basically your mind's just firing off. And almost shutting down at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's just like this weird rapid fire of like defense. Like something's wrong. Yeah. So therefore we're trying, we're, we're like, you know, trying to. <laughs> and it's, to it's crazy how know? that works because it's like, uh, and a therapist told me this. Uh, she was telling me that you've pushed your feelings down so much, you know, repeatedly you just push your feelings out push your feelings down in terms of like not verbalizing them and then they're all internal and so when these things are happening and you're just like no I'm fine no I'm fine and you spend all that time saying no I'm fine and dismissing those feelings now when it's it becomes overwhelming your body like your mind is responding it's like oh you're not fine you're gonna die yeah and let's make your heart beat like really fast and it's like no you know yeah yeah, and that's like that's another like my heart will you know your heart starts beating so fast. That's like the it worst. Feels like it's about ready to come out of your chest, and I've started developing a new symptoms now where I start I actually start to break out in a cold sweat. <gasps> yeah. Um. So that's a new one for me when it happens. I don't know if that's just like because of hormones and like you know that kind of thing, but yeah, like I mean that in that instant it's like I just I don't my biggest so my anxiety now which I've had this one now for the past probably year is I'm always afraid that I'm going to have a stroke. And I don't know if it's because like stroke runs in my family. Mm-hmm. Like both of my grandparents passed away from strokes. So I know that it's like there it's in, it's in my family gene. Um, and I, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm not old enough to have a stroke, but Lord knows, you know, who, who the hell knows, who knows? really? Yeah. But, like, that's my new one now. So every time I start to feel off in some sort of way or I just kind of start to feel the disassociation, I my mind immediately goes to you're having a stroke. And no, like, I, I I'm right not, there like, It's you. the worst one. I'm like, really? Can I just go back to being afraid of fucking planes? Like, can yeah. I just go back to that? Like, what about it's ghosts? Crazy. Remember that time that you used to think ghosts were in your house all the time? Right? Can I just go back to being afraid of that shit? Because... I'm tired. Stroke is too real. Real stuff. Like, what's gonna happen when I really have a stroke? Am I just gonna be like, yeah, I'm fine. I've been dealing with this forever. Like, yeah, no, it's true. Fucking hospital. I know what's going on. That's (laughs) (laughs) that. That is actually. I remember distinctly. Like every single. Well, actually, almost every single time I have an anxiety attack. Um. I try to tell myself, like, you know, I've been through this before, so I know I'm having an anxiety mm-hmm. attack. I'm not going to die. But actually, a lot of times I'll end up at the ER anyway because I'm like, but what if I am dying? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm it's always so, so mad scary. at myself. I'm always like, you're not dying. You're. But then I'm like, but my heart is beating so fast and I literally can't breathe. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I can't breathe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you get there and they're like, nope, it's just anxiety. You know, why don't you just calm down? <laughs> yeah. They. I went, so I went to the, uh, the ER one time for an anxiety attack and um and that was actually during my pregnancy because that that was like the first time because normally I like talk myself out of them and I'm like 15 minutes 20 minutes I'm like okay I'm fine it's over but like get myself out of this one and I was really afraid of something like the baby like that was like my my biggest fear and I'm like oh my god what if I have and it was right before 
had to get my gestational diabetes test and I was like super paranoid about that mm-hmm. I don't know why I was I was having anxiety about that because I was like shit they're gonna tell me I'm diabetic <laughs> and now I'm not gonna be able to eat ice cream and like this is gonna be the shittiest couple of months of my life <laughs> and like I was just so I was stressing out hardcore about it and I don't know if that's like what triggered it but like again like and I used to work second shift at a hospital at the time when I was at my, during my pregnancy. Oh, that's even worse than like, you're seeing so much. Yes. Like it was terrible. <laughs> it was really bad. But, um, so yeah, I, um, I was home alone and just like all of a sudden out of the blue, it just hit me and I just felt, uh, here we go. I just, I felt out of it. I felt stuck. Like it was like this weird, like I just couldn't get myself out of this like haze. And then I just didn't, I felt again disassociated from everything like I just didn't feel like I felt like I was dreaming you know mm-hmm. what I mean and then my heart started going and then here's the sweats and I'm like oh my god like my fear was like maybe I am diabetic right like, maybe I need to go get checked out so called my husband comes home from work takes me to the ER and I'm there for like ever because obviously I'm like I'm pregnant so they're running every test possible of on course me. But then I was, like, after I was sitting there and I was, like, rationalized. And, of course, by this time, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there drinking ginger ale, like, <laughs> MBD, I'm okay. Just kidding. False alarm. I know what happened to me. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, when you come out of it and you're, like, okay, I got yeah, I'm fine. Again, I'm fine. And, like, they're, like, we think that you had, like, a, ne- a, a Synscope episode or something like that. Or near, like, basically on the, on the verge of passing out for some reason. Or I did pass out. I don't know. They were saying something weird like that. They, they're like, we think that this might be what's going on. And I was like, no, I just had an anxiety attack. It's so, like, isn't it so funny know, how much they don't actually yeah. know? It's yeah. just so interesting. It's yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, no, I just had a really, really bad panic attack. Like, that's, that's what happened. But sure, if you want to say it's because you think I almost passed out. I'll take it. roll with that. <laughs> yeah, fine. But yeah, I, I mean, it's just... And that's a lot of the reason, like, too, I, I do, and I do get in the same mentality as you. I'm like, oh, well, what if I, this, like, and I hate, and the, this is, this is the joys of us people who have anxiety, because we can't ever just be like, you know, we just move on from, well, what if it is? Well, what yep. if it is? Well, what, <laughs> but what, what if, if it is? That's how this is always you know? else. It's like, I'm fine, but what if I'm not? <laughs> yes, exactly. And that was, like, the one thing that, like, my therapist was, like, trying to it was like to flip the script when you start to feel yourself thinking of the worst possibilities flip it and think of well what if the, the complete opposite of like you know well what if I get into a car accident well what if you don't you know what I mean or like, <laughs> yeah that's you know what smart. I mean? like but what if you don't you know what I mean like and then another really good thing that like kind of like was our breakthrough is like she's like it's okay sometimes to run with it but you have to how she worded it was really really good but she was just like you have to remind yourself that even if the worst has happened you've already made it this far in life and like oh you know or like okay well what if something bad happens during your pregnancy well you've already you know you already know how to work through it it's it was like this really weird like empowerment type of speech that yeah, she gave like me. no like, matter what happens you're gonna you're gonna get it. It. yeah yeah get yeah it. Like, you don't, you're not going to have any other choice. You're just going to have to get through it. And, like, so you have to start, you know, it's it was kind of like trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, you know, um, and I think that really, like, that kind of empowerment really, really did help me because it was like, okay, like, I am in control. Like, I am in control whether something good happens or if something bad happens. That's like, a big, you know, I am in control. That's, like, the center of anxiety right is that yeah. is that you feel out of control and I think like a lot of people yes. who have anxiety that stems from like childhood was because you n- weren't in control of the situation and it just compounds into like you know you're now you're an adult and like your anxiety is telling you like you don't whenever you don't really have control it's like you know it, it leads to those moments of like having so much anxiety and having an anxiety attack and all of that and it's like yeah because you don't have any control over the situation and yeah. when you were a kid, that was, like, terrifying. But now it's exactly. just, like, you know, it's life. But it's really hard. It's it so is. hard. And another really good point that she made was that she said, I find in my many years of research, and I, 
she said people with anxiety especially people who are like borderline hypochondriac and have anxiety they're normally the pretty healthiest people because you're so worried you're gonna die mm-hmm. you make sure you take care of yourself <laughs> like, you know what I mean? she's like you know she's like you know especially like your type you know you're gonna go make sure that like you know you're you're taking care of yourself to have some aspect because you don't want you because you're so afraid you're gonna have a heart because you're so afraid that you might have a stroke or something like that so you know she's like the way you can control those things is big by controlling your life you know yeah like, if you are afraid that if stroke runs in your family and you're afraid that you're gonna have one then make sure you're taking the steps to make sure when you turn 70 years old that you'll be in better health than your grandparents were or mm-hmm. You know, just things like that, where she's kind of learning to flip the script of like, well, you know, the things that you're afraid of, you can manage, you can control those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're kind of like, it's like borderline rational a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, you know? I actually, I remember like you were, you actually said, you know, you have those, a lot of those fears that are like the real fears or, yeah. but for me, I actually, it's interesting because I have a mixture of depression and anxiety. So that's always fun because then you're yeah. like, I wish I was dead, but then what if I die though? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I don't want to die. Yeah. 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 Like, but, but the hard part too is that, you know, a lot of, I feel like a lot of my depression stems from, you know, situations within my family and and how I grew up and and all those things like I'm, you know, depressed a lot about those things. And so it it just it's uh a lot of my anxieties are actually the opposite. You know, sometimes I have yeah. like real fears, but a lot of them are just like really intense things that are just like unsolvable. Like what if, you know, I'm a terrible parent? You know, what if what if those things just come out of you? Like sometimes people just act like their parents and they don't even realize yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like things like that, that like there's really no managing it because it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so it's just so complicated or or like even I'll, it starts off with the depression. Like I'm really sad about this. Like I'm really depressed about this. And then it's like a situation will happen like you when you started talking about the fact that you were in like sort of like a home goods type store yeah I when you said that you had an anxiety attack I was thinking like that's a place where I could definitely have an anxiety attack because I'm like it's just it's everything reminding of home you know and like the feeling of like the happiness you get from like buying like really fun household items to decorate or whatever and then just starting to think about home like it could just completely send me down like this dark twisted spiral and so it's so interesting to hear other people's triggers like for me I think like like in that sense like I was already anxious because like before I even left and I think I get and I think now I get anxiety because I'm afraid I'm going to have an anxiety like it's like I'm having an anxiety attack about having an anxiety attack yeah and like so I was already anxious because I was afraid like I was like oh like what if I I'm and I can always feel it when I'm going to have one of those days and I can always feel it coming on it's very physical and I don't Uh know if you ever feel like that like once you've been once you get to the other side I feel like I've just went to war with myself. Yeah. Like I am just physically drained and mentally drained. And like, I just want to just crawl. I just want to lay in bed and just sleep. Like I just, and then I'm like, maybe maybe that's depression. I don't know. But like, that is, (laughs) it sounds like. Yeah. But like, it just, it just wears me down so much that I just feel drained of like course. after I have a really really bad panic attack I just feel drained I mean like, it really I, is yeah. like going to war because if you think about it like you said your therapist mentioned fight or flight well what situation would you realistically have a flight or flight in? yeah you have it when you were like being attacked yeah and so after like all that shit happening of course afterwards you feel super drained and, like, yeah you know yeah. It's yeah, worst. it does. And I just feel like the older I get, it just takes me a little while to recover because it's like, because it's not just a mental thing. It's a physical thing for me. Like I physically just can feel the anxiety uh-huh. and like, it just, it sucks. Like it just sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Like, there's no other way to describe it. It just fucking sucks. But, it you sucks. Know. You know what? Um, Since you brought that up, what 
do you think that your anxiety has benefited you in any way? Like, do you think there's any pros? I mean, I guess the pros is that because of my anxiety, I mean, I don't know, like maybe, maybe I do seem, try to seem a little bit more on the side of, uh, I wouldn't even so much say healthy. Cause I mean, I literally just ate a chicken quesadilla for dinner. So like, <laughs> but like, I mean, I'm going to keep, I keep it real. Yeah. But I am more like self-conscious to like, make sure I go try to work out a couple of days a week or like maybe like pass on the ice cream tonight or you know what I mean like just Mm -hmm. kind of like that kind of stuff like like I was saying before because of like my family having all these health conditions like and some of that is does trigger anxiety that like it does kind of make me subconsciously try to be healthier in that sense I would say that that's a pro yeah um but like the, you know, but I don't know. I mean, I, I used to be, I, I used to be a, not a heavy smoker, but I used to smoke cigarettes a lot. And cigarettes to me were an anxiety reducer. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like when I would mm-hmm. feel anxious, I would go have a cigarette. You know, I wasn't really a drinker. I'm still not really a drinker. I mean, I, I do enjoy, a, you know, a couple of drinks every now. I'm more of a social right. drinker. But like, because even drinking sometimes will, will trigger anxiety for me. I think of course because it'll (laughs) yeah yeah, it'll bring back old memories that you want to forget it's like not even that it's just like a feeling of like it makes me it makes me slip into that disassociation feeling a lot quicker and that that trigger you know what I mean like you start getting a couple drinks in you and you kind of start feeling a little buzzed and yeah um, it's a lot of the reason why I'd stop had stopped smoking weed for for a very long time because whenever like if if I ever smoked weed like it would make me have an anxiety attack because I would feel like all sorts of like you know what I mean weird yeah high feeling when you just get panic high yeah I'd be like the girl in the bathroom just fucking like freaking out like I'm gonna die that happened to me just like a month and a half ago maybe (laughs) um you stopped me in five minutes ago get off the toilet (laughs) yeah that's the worst that's actually the worst (laughs) yeah but I was but then like but then once I like had my freak out and then I was like okay yeah you know now I feel great like after I freaked the fuck out for yeah 15 minutes you know over nothing but yeah, I just, and that, like, kind of made me, like, pull back, and I'm like, all right, you know, like, that's not helping, really, you know, right now, so, but, yeah. So, it's kept you healthy. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I think it gives me personality. I mean, I just, I mean, I just, it, to me, at this point in my life, it's just part of me. It's just part of who I am, and I think I've just kind of accepted that I'm always going to have some form of anxiety, and, my therapist pretty much told me that like you kind of just have to yeah like you're probably always going to have some sort of anxiety whether it's you know this or it could it's you know so right now you're 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 thinking you think you're gonna have strokes all the time but like come time next year you'll probably it probably will else and that's kind of how my anxiety as long it kind of I'm just kind of just learning to deal and it's really all you can do um it's just I think that was actually one of the worst things I consider that to be one of the worst things that someone's ever said to me I remember I had an anxiety attack at work and I just couldn't get over it like I couldn't calm myself down I felt like I was having a heart attack so I ended up going to a walk-in clinic and um, I got checked out. Of course, you know, the doctor yeah. was just like, okay, well you had an anxiety attack. And I was like, I don't know. And this was like in the earlier stages. And I was like, I don't like before I went to therapy and I was like, I don't understand, you know, why this is happening. Like I was fine. I was working. I was fine. Yeah. And he was like, well, you know, that's just who you are. And yeah. I literally, <laughs> started bawling crying and I felt like it was like the worst thing someone ever said to me I was like that's just who I am like just this like person that can't even fucking function what um (laughs) so I mean that sucks that that does suck I mean it's like 
I, I will say that, like, I mean, I definitely get anxiety attacks at work. I mean, I had an anxiety attack in the bathroom the other day, but, like, I just – I just push through it. I mean, because I, I just feel like, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to go to them, uh, ho- you know, the hospital? And yeah. like, are they going to give me medication? Do I even, I don't even want to be on medication. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, to do that because, you know, I have an anxiety attack once every couple of days, but it's not like I, I will, I, I do feel grateful that like, if I keep myself busy enough, some days I'll, I mean, I'll go weeks without having an anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't even think about it. I'm not saying that I won't have anxiety. And I won't say that there's not thoughts that creep up into my head. But I just have learned now where I'm just like. Stop. You have coping mechanisms. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just, I've just kind of gotten to the point with myself where I kind of feel like I fought back a little bit. Like, I'm just kind of like, stop. Like, just stop. Like, why do you, you know, I, I have like this argument with yeah. myself, like in my head. Like, yep. I'm really probably think I'm fucking nuts. Just so come on, get like, it together already. Like, I can wear a mask and I'll just like, you know, just be telling like, just stop. You know what I mean? Like, nobody can even tell that I'm talking to myself right yep. now. Like, I'm good. Just like, just kind of getting more into like, I'm like fighting back a little bit where it's like I don't want to think like that like Mm -hmm. so I just again like flipping the script like if I I start to feel like those dark thoughts creep into my head I'm just like you know what I'm gonna go find something positive you know what I mean like I'm gonna go I'm gonna start a fucking podcast yep (laughs) I'm gonna go talk to somebody I'm gonna you know I'm going to go paint or I'm going to watch The Office again for like the. Oh, my God. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. What's your favorite episode? Oh, my God. I have too many. Um, Let's see. Uh, Man. Oh, I I don't know. That's such a tough. I always find one and I'm like, that's my favorite episode. But then when somebody asks me, I I do this. Off the top of your head. For today, what's your fave? Hmm. I think my one of my my favorite episode is probably the one where and it's the classic like Jim Jim and Dwight but when Jim comes in dressed up like Dwight oh bears beats yes I find myself quoting that a lot he's like hey what are you doing (laughs) Michael (laughs) I don't think that's a real thing Jim Mine is stress relief, the the opener for stress relief where, you know, Dwight simulates the fake fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone's like running for their lives and and Stanley has the heart attack. That that was really just like icing on the cake for me. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, man. I think the first season, the writing was like just perfect. It was totally different. Yeah, actually, it was so funny that, you know, the character choices that they made in the beginning, because um, they were kind of playing Michael like a little bit older, you know, like the first season and, and it had a little bit of a different feel. And they were I watched interviews and they were saying that they were kind of copying the British version a little Mm -hmm. more. But then they started to like, you know, kind of change in the second season and so forth. And it was, yeah. I love the whole thing though. I, I will rewatch that anytime. Yeah, anytime. I do. It's like my, it's like my bedtime lullaby. Like I just, I, put I know it on at night. I don't know what I'm going to do when Netflix takes it off. I'm trying not to have an anxiety attack. Um, I'm going to be on, I think, it, what did it say? I think it said that, uh, they said online that it was going to go to either Amazon Prime or Hulu, but wherever it goes, <laughs> I'm yeah. signing up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because I, was... I have to have yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm the same way. But yeah, I mean, that's just what it is. It's just like, for me, I just am learning now when I, um, I'm starting to feel that way. You're starting to feel like a panic attack coming on. I just kind of like channel like, all right, I just got to move my body or I got to go for a walk or let me just, I don't know. Let me clean. The house. How do you cope? Yeah, yeah. Let me just do something to distract my mind. Because if I, if I, because in two seconds, I'm going to, my mind's going to flip to something else anyway. And hopefully, you know what I mean? Like, hopefully I can trigger it before my body reacts. Right, you know, I won't the tight control you have to keep over yourself, (laughs) you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I mean, it's it sucks. I mean, anxiety sucks, and like, I just I want that on a t shirt. (laughs) It does suck, it does. (laughs) And anyone, like, you know, anyone you ever talk to that has anxiety or has some form of anxiety, 
you know, and you can always, you can always hear the relief in their voice when like you share a story with someone and be like, Oh my God, I had the same fucking thing. Happen exactly. To me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just remember yeah. I had a conversation with a friend a couple of weeks ago and he was like having a really bad anxiety attack. And I was just kind of talking him through it. And he was like, mine's always triggered whenever I get in the car. I don't understand what it is about the car. And he's like, mm-hmm. and then I just start feeling out of it. I feel like I'm dreaming and I just don't feel like I'm here. And I, fe- you know, I just feel so disassociated. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have the same feeling. And like, I could, Me too. Like, <laughs> you, you know, when you can just kind of like, you, you can hear the relief coming from someone like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Because like, before crazy. you talk about it, yeah, like I'm not, crazy. you feel so, yeah. You feel like you're like on this island by yourself yeah. and you're just like this crazy person until someone, you know, that you know or like respect is like, oh yeah, me too. And you're like, oh my God, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. And, it, and there's some, and there is a lot of relief and just hearing someone say, you know what? I know how you feel. And like, yeah. and I just, you know, it's, it's just, you have no, like how much a huge relief that could be for somebody who's suffering alone and feels like, like you said, like they're just this lone Island and nobody understands them. Trust me. We understand you. <laughs> yeah. We we're get you. Anyone listening, we get we you. you. <laughs> You're not yeah, alone. You for get, sure. We got you, you know, like it's <laughs> like the message that I try to like put out there, like when people dealing with it, it's like, we're, we're going to be okay. We're all going to get where you get through it. it. You know, like, and that's all you got to just keep, you get up tomorrow and you just keep pushing. You just keep, you know, we're keep all gonna, fighting. Y'all, like, yeah, just keep fighting. Like, you know, I, I think that's just like a lot of my, my stance too. It's like, well, I'm just going to keep fighting. Cause I, I don't, want us to come to this every day you know what I no mean? no it's miserable like it, it would just take everything out of you yeah <laughs> you know? exactly and like I just you know too like I just try to put like a uh, to me now like when I talk about my anxiety like I to I just try to like I find the humor in it like you know I like even remember like when I was spewing all of this stuff like you know especially that classic so when did this begin and I was like oh Oh, oh let's get started. When I was seven. It all when began. I was seven. <laughs> Sorry, Me, freaking it out. It all began about... when I was born. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I got this. And, like, I just, and I just remember, like, going through my whole timeline with my therapist of, like, well, it started off with this. And then when, and then I started, then I had this whole theory that like every night somebody was going to come, you know, like that window air conditioning. Mm-hmm. I, I lived in a, like this old ranch house that someone was going to come and push the window air conditioning out and break in the house. That's how they were going to break in. And like every night I would just have that same, like, and it would get so, and especially being a kid and you have like a wild imagination, like, so it turns mm-hmm. into like real life. Like I'm literally like, there's somebody outside my door right now. It's really happening. I'm really freaking out. Like, yeah. And like, really like none of that is happening. That's all, you know, was all my anxiety. That was all just, you know, having a wild imagination and having <laughs> an anxiety disorder. It was it's not so crazy to have. Um, and then, oh yeah, I think my first one was a vampire was going to come at night and bite me and, and and suck my blood. So I had to have the blanket all the way up to my chin mm-hmm. and that's how I had to sleep because I was afraid of vampire. And like, it's just those sorts of, like, I just spewed all that out. She's like, yeah, no, that's all anxiety. Like you, yeah. yeah you <laughs> it's so funny that you knew time. that though, because like I had so many instances of those things in my childhood, but I don't consider, I don't consider them, like, I didn't consider it anxiety. Like, and I, I still to this day, like, I'll be like, you know, no, like, I, I don't consider, I, I just never, you know, put a name to that kind of stuff. I just yeah. thought it was me being like a kid who was just scared of stu- stupid things, you know, yeah. and, but I was a bedwetter for a long time. And I, I remember, like, I kept having this recurring nightmare of like this witch who was going to come and get me to the point where my mom actually secretly took me to one therapy session, but like, my family were it was like a big stigma you know oh yeah like, mine too mine <laughs> so, too. So yeah she was not about to tell anyone about that and it was never exactly. talked about and um the therapist said that told her that I was fine you know or at least that's what she yeah. said um but 
yeah I mean I just I and I have the vaguest memories of it I just remember playing with those little what's that little um thing called when like you go to like a pediatrician and they have those um I forget what that contraption is called you're like pushing the um things around in a circle oh yeah 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 I don't know what they're called but yeah it's like some sort of for toy and it had like the wooden beads and you yeah yeah, yeah. And they had all the <laughs> I just remember yeah. I had that and, I, and as I was talking to him I was playing with it the whole time and that's all I really remember but yeah like I just all of those things I didn't even ever think about as like yeah. I had anxiety when I was younger yeah. or whatever it wasn't up until I was probably like 16 17 that it it started to like it and it wasn't really even anxiety at that point it was more depression than anxiety yeah Yeah. Um, and then it just like went all the way (laughs) yeah I think I knew like I think as I obviously I don't think I had the revelation of all of that being anxiety until probably a couple years ago when I really was like you know you start really thinking back and and then it just kind of dawned on me I'm like well that was anxiety then I mean just I probably should have been in therapy a long time (laughs) ago like and, um, but yeah, I mean, even in, I just remember like my teenage years were really bad mm-hmm. uh, because that was the whole, I was afraid I was going to stop breathing in my sleep phase. And like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep. I mean, I just, I just remember like, I mean, there would be times where I would stay up until five o'clock in the morning. Cause I was so afraid to fall asleep because if I fell asleep, then I was going to die. And oh my God. So I, I didn't sleep. Like I did not sleep for, for a very long time. Um, and that, you know, probably, you know, really pretty unhealthy. Like I <laughs> think back on it and I'm like, I should have really had, had some help because yeah. that is not good. What, what was going on. And, you know, I mean, but that's a plus, that's a plus because you know, those things. So yeah. I feel like you're a mom. And if your kid started exactly. having those same symptoms, at the very least, you would be able to like recognize them. And, and like, that's, yeah, and that's actually really interesting that you brought that up because my son, um, he's 13. Um, he'll be 14 in November. Um, and he started developing um, anxiety really bad after his brother was born, um, like immediately after his brother was born. Oh, wow. um, and I, you know, and I think it was like a big change. And mm-hmm. um, at the time, um, we were, we just relocated back to, our area but we had moved away for a little while Mm -hmm. Uh, and we were kind of we were living out in the Blue Ridge Mountains um, in Virginia and we were really secluded we were away from all of our family and friends and of course I got pregnant (laughs) so everything was different so I had the baby you know we didn't have anybody no family no friends to help us so Morgan actually had to my son Morgan um, Mm -hmm. he actually had to be at the hospital with us when I had him and that I think that was a little traumatic for him um, and so he started getting really bad anxiety, like right after I had, um, my, my youngest little guy. Um, and yeah, so we had been dealing with that for, whew, that was rough. And I could yeah. tell that it was anxiety because, you know, he would come out and be like, something's wrong with my stomach. I don't, I don't feel good. And it was like this, and it was like clockwork. Mm-hmm. every night at the same time he would come in and be like something's wrong with my oh what was it? something's wrong with my chest and I'm like with your chest and he's like I have I don't know I have this pain in my chest something's not I don't something's wrong and so like so I was starting to see the red flags and I was like mm-hmm. okay so finally after the fourth or fifth time I was like all right it's time to sit down and we need to talk because what you're having is anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think that like, you know, he didn't really understand, but like I had to explain it to him and had to talk to him, you know, go through all my stuff. And he knew I was in therapy and he knew I was in therapy for anxiety. So it was kind of nice because it did give him to him. It was a topic he had heard so much about already. So he wasn't really like, nervous to come out and be like oh okay like that you know yeah it's, I mean? it's like, it, there's no stigma in the household it's just yeah so I think that helped we I think we kind of you know and I he actually went into therapy a few times himself too um because it kind of was starting to spiral and a lot of it too you think like if a lot of it's hormonal imbalance and he's going through changes and 
you know, having a baby. Do you think and... it's hereditary in any way? Oh, yeah. Do you think it's ever passed down? Absolutely. Because my mom, is, my mom suffers from anxiety. Um, my mom, and I think that's a lot of the reason why I am the way I am, because I see how much anxiety can affect somebody. My mom's anxiety is so bad that like, you know, she couldn't, she couldn't go to work. She doesn't drive. She barely leaves the house. Um, and she uses alcohol as a way to deal, Mm -hmm. um, to the point where, you know, she will get pretty, you know what I mean? Like, you'll go there. Um, so, to me, it's like from seeing that and being in that and, and seeing some, seeing how that, how negatively anxiety can affect somebody um, and kind of deteriorate them a bit and stop them from like living life, you know? Yeah. To me, that's like a, that to, that to me makes me like fight even harder. Cause I'm like, well, I'm not going to stop living life. Um, you know, I'm not going to let it, it I'm not going to let it take me like that you know defeat I mean? you yeah um yeah and I do get has the pan and I do sorry I didn't mean to cut you off though no it's okay but I do get frustrated because like <laughs> I never used to be afraid of roller coasters and Aww. and like now I'm like definitely afraid of roller coasters and I get so upset now when I go to a music park I like to the point where I start crying because I because because half of me wants to be yeah that that same person who didn't wasn't scared of that sort of stuff now has like crippling anxiety I can't even I can't even go on a roller coaster anymore because I'm so afraid I'm gonna die (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it's like you know I I feel like I I I'm lucky enough where I'm rational enough where I'm like I know it's anxiety and it and it makes me sad because it's like well I remember not being afraid of these things um, and mm-hmm. I wish that I, I could still not be afraid of these things. So I'm still trying to learn See, that's... to like get, you know, to, to rip the bandaid off on some things and, you know, that's the benefit I feel of like depression. If I'm confronted with a roller coaster, which I also love roller coasters and then my anxiety is like, you know, oh my God, like, especially when I start to get to that point of like where you see the warning signs, like, you know, turn back if you have a heart yeah. condition or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, oh my God, I could die. Like I have anxiety. I could die, yeah. you know? And then I'm like, and then my depression is like, well, oh, well, (laughs) great, you know, whatever, at least you don't have to deal with this shit anymore, I'm able to get on the roller coaster, yeah, (laughs) which is, like, it's not a good thing, no, but at least you can go on the fucking roller coaster, (laughs) I'm like me, where I'm like, that's it, I'm gonna die, I'm pretty much just, you know, fucking have my death certificate out, because I'm gonna, (laughs) just, I, it's so funny, like, I, you know, and it's funny how it's different for, for other people, you know, what anxiety looks like to yeah. one person can look completely different to somebody else. And, um, oh yeah, it definitely it's just, it's just person amazing, person. you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just, I'm so fascinated by all of it. I really am. It's just, and We're I feel special like people. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Sure. I worry a lot about, you know, what's a weird fear. I worry a lot about um, and I think that's like my cocktail mix of like anxiety and depression because, you know, I, I worry a lot about social media when, because yeah. I, I always think like, okay, what if I die? And then I'm like, oh my God, wait, let me check and see like, what was my last post? Because people, oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> people yeah. will probably, you know, that'll be a thing. So I'm like, oh, this can't be my last post. And then I'll like delete it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious! Yeah, can't be about Whenever that. Whenever I have those, you know. can't be, yeah, my I'll curate my yeah. my social media. That's you know, funny. oh um, my god, man. another funny another funny thing was I was actually 
my mom didn't make it to the hospital when she was having me. She actually, they made it to like right across the street from the hospital. And she had me in the back of my uncle's sports car. My oh, dad wow. was there and my uncle was driving and she literally had me in the back, like right across the street from the hospital. And so I was born in a car. And oh, wow. I remember I would be like, there was a time where I was like driving with a friend or whatever my friend was driving and someone just like, suddenly cut us off and like we almost just like slammed into the car and we definitely could have died and I was like this sucks that that would be so annoying if I died in a car like that would be all they would talk about (laughs) at the funeral was that (laughs) yeah oh she went out the way she came in that's so annoyingly (laughs) ironic (laughs) and my friend was like that's what you're thinking (laughs) oh man that's so funny (laughs) just worried about the conditions surrounding the death I'm just a fighter by nature like I'm just like the, the fuck I am like, <laughs> like I, forget like, I just kind of feel like I'm the type of person that like you know you think of like the Grim Reaper like I feel like I would fight him like I'm yeah like, get away you are. I'm not going without a fight motherfucker like do you watch um <laughs> do you watch the tv show Supernatural yes oh my god, oh my god. Supernatural so much Dude. I love oh that god, show I mean. So you would be you'd be one of those people that choose to like be a ghost instead yes, of going with yes. the reaper. Yes, it's so funny that you brought that up because I did um I did a podcast with my husband because he does he just podcast too. And mm-hmm. we um we were talking about um oh no, maybe it wasn't on his. I think it was on mine because I did like a whole spooky edition and we were talking about like, you know, about like if you do you get like I think I brought it up like you know do you think you get to choose like you know if you can come just be a ghost and like just mm-hmm. fucking haunt some people I was like I think I would choose to like I want to be able to go to like heaven or whatever heaven looks like or whatever that is but I want to come back and haunt a motherfucker like I want to have that option. you want both you want yeah. your cake <laughs> yeah, and eat like, it too <laughs> you know, like I'm like I want to be able to go chill out but like when I like I but if but I've got a couple people on my list that I'd like to fuck with. Like, <laughs> you know, I want that option. I just feel like it would it, it would be a nice to have both options. But I feel like if I had to choose one, I'd probably just choose to move on only yeah. because I don't know what that looks exactly. like. And it's more exciting to me. I write a lot. So I, I just love to write. And I love to write like, too. I feel like, oh, really? What kind of stuff do you write? Um, Come- more. <laughs> I don't know. Like I know you were talking, but like I don't know. I want to write. I'm trying to write a book. That's been like my my thing for the last like couple of years. But mm-hmm. um, oh, that's like a that's like a whole long another discussion. But like long story short, like I wanted to write about like ten years of about a ten ten year chunk of my life because I moved away to go to college in New Jersey. Um, I'm from New Jersey. Really? Oh my god! Yeah, I'm, I'm technically from New Jersey too. I was born in Rahway, New Jersey. <laughs> okay, I was born in Newark, New Jersey, oh and god. I was I was raised in Maplewood. Oh so my yeah, god, I know exactly yeah. where <laughs> New Jerseyan. Yeah, like my, my, my like my father was born in Newark, New Jersey. My grandparents all mm-hmm. were from Newark, New Jersey. My mom's from Kearney. Um, awesome! But, uh, I'm so glad to be collaborating yes. with New Jersey, and that's awesome. Yes, but now they all like my my dad still lives in New Jersey. He lives in like Hunterdon County. Oh, the you know where Hunterdon County is, like Clinton, Clinton yeah. New Jersey, Flemington, New Jersey. Yep. That's where he's at. But um, but yeah, but yeah, I moved from Virginia because I wanted to like it was kind of like a f you to my mom because my mom yeah. my mom was stationed down here because she in Virginia because she was in the Navy. But I was like, I'm going to go up to New Jersey and go to college and go live with dad for a while. But I moved on August the 5th of 2004. And then I moved back. <laughs> and I didn't plan this, but I moved back August the 5th of 2014. Exactly <laughs> 10 years to the day. And oh, wow. Like, so much life had happened. I, you know, got pregnant at 19 and had a baby at 20. 
And then I got married and that didn't go very well and got divorced and like just this whole, whole you've lived. <laughs> and, you know, I essentially I moved, I, I grew up here in Virginia. So, so I didn't like, everyone kind of thought I disappeared you know what I mean and mm-hmm. then like coming back 10 years later and it was just like yeah so about the last 10 years of my life like <laughs> you'll never believe what happened and like having to tell that story to like people that like I would run into or you know or brief you know rekindling friendships and stuff like that and just kind of be like hey well the, you know so I just kind of like started joking around I was like I should just write a book like, cause yeah. you know what I mean? Now like, you guys guess... will be all caught up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I wanted to write two books. Like one was going to be, so once one, I started, it's called, so about the last 10 years. And then I wanted to write one from, from that standpoint, like onward. And I was going to call that one called year 11. So I guess it's kind of like a memoir, but I kind of didn't know if I really wanted to, I don't really, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm still kind of in like the whole like brainstorming and Mm -hmm. just kind of jotting down random things and just trying to journal as much as possible of like things that are coming into my head, like memories. Um, But yeah, so, but I don't know where I want to start. Do I want to do like, cause it's essentially, I want it to be two books. Like, so I don't know, but that's where that's, that's me. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, look, I I think that, (laughs) <laughs> oh awesome I can yeah. never I think the coolest thing to do when you're starting because I feel like a novel is a huge undertaking especially a memoir but I think um the easiest thing to do is to just write it like you're not gonna try to get it published you're not gonna do anything you're yeah. just writing it just to write it and there's no timeline and you don't have to be quick about it it's literally just telling yourself like I'm just writing this for me and yeah. when you start it like that, there's no pressure. And then it just kind of flows, I feel like, for me at least. Yeah. Instead of trying to think about it as something like other people are going to read or something you're going to shop around. It's like, it just becomes harder when you do it that way. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And so what, do you I, write, so what do you write? I'm curious to know about your writing. Well, <laughs> it's not about my life. Um, but at least, <laughs> I, I feel like every writer kind of puts some of themselves into yeah, whatever absolutely. they're writing. But it's it's totally fiction and it is a graphic novel or, okay. I, you know, it's coming together as one. And it's just about a fictional city where all there's basically no heroes in the story, no good guys. It's all basically, you know, villains, but it's um, a fictional city run by five criminal factions there's people you know that run the whole drug ring there's people who sell all the guns there's people who you know run all of the prostitution rings and own all the, yeah. the strip clubs there's all of those kinds of things and they basically pretty much own the city so it's like a really glitzy and glamorous city but they own it and they you know do all this crime and even even the mayors and elected officials are kind of like backed by them financially so they kind of have their way and do yeah. whatever they want and the story you know goes into what they do how they you know kind of war with each other in different ways and all the like kind of just really messed up things that, that they do there's like romance in there there's just all kinds of stuff wow. but the main theme is that it's such a dark place and there's no heroes there's no good guys everybody's a little shady everybody's a little dirty so it's a fun place to go because it's focused on like the darkness in humanity. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like that's, it's great for like my anxiety, my depression, because I write all that stuff in there. It's like, I, if I want to go to the dark place, I'm going to make it exciting. Yeah. You know? So that's, that's, that's what it's about. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to read well whenever you're done. Let me know because I'd love to. Well, that's if I ever cool. finish. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's like the classic, like, I'm writing a book, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. It may never come out. I feel out. like that's the same way. Like, I've gotten to a point where, like, only, like, I only say, like, that to a few people because they're like, oh, yeah, let me, you know, let me read. So, you know, I'm like, mm, no. No. <laughs> I mean, it's there. Like, it's all in my head, I promise you. And it's going to come out one day, but I couldn't tell you when. Eventually. Yeah. One day. I, I think I've figured out, you know, what I want. I just don't know how to go about it. I, I think that I have more fun. Like, I'm slowly writing it, but I think I have more fun 
when there's somebody to write with, there's yeah. somebody to bounce yeah. ideas off of, because I used to write online a lot. Um, and I would have like writing buddies and it would just like stuff would come together really quick because it was just so fun to yes. like, you know, write with someone. Exactly. So now I'm to the point where I'm like, I want a co-writer, but then I don't know how to go about that. And that's kind of like, you know, the point of just being kind of stuck. Yeah. But yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Though. No, but that's cool. We're both from New Jersey in a way. We're both we're both writing and we both, you know, have those yeah, fun like anxiety like traits. <laughs> we're totally BFFs <laughs> yeah, now. We are. Oh my no, for sure. Wow. For sure. This well, is awesome. This has been the best conversation ever. I feel like I'm definitely not alone in the world. This has reinforced it. Wow. <laughs> I also have other people out there that are suffering with me. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we're but we're fighting back. That's yes, the good part, exactly. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for for joining for sure. Yeah, and I can't wait for to collab me. with you on your podcast. Yes, it's be yes. so much fun. I am super excited for that. So we'll definitely have to. Well, now I'm pretty flexible, so we'll pick another another time or in day, and uh, we'll do that for I'm, sure. That'd be awesome. Thanks. Have a good night. Thanks. Bye. Bye.